it's coming from both ends and you have to make a decision. Yeah, dude. You're a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> In and out, dude. Both sides are occupied. It's you can't gooey. say your it's your belly gooey. button is pre-filled with jizz. I just I just lift the mattress up and then underneath is like storage space. Yeah, that's a back door, dude. That's a back door. <laughs> I'm just trying to just trying to find a way to Sam Fisher my way yeah, in. I there. could see that. <laughs> You know what the, the biggest killer to, to any job is or, or to chasing your dreams or passion or job is fear, Ian. Yes. And, uh, and there are a lot of fears out there. There are a lot of things that people fear, which leads us perfectly and seamlessly into our next segment. Oh, shit. Hang which on. is phobias. What? Is there... There's not a freaking <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All right. That was a better segue I could have ever imagined. <laughs> I, just got, I just got owned, dude. You just showed me the way. That was terrible, though. Spider-Man. That was terrible. Spider-Man. Even, even, with, even with the knowledge that like I kind of knew what you were doing, just the, just the .001% <laughs> chance that there could be a spider behind me still freaked me out. I was still losing my mind. So we're talking about phobias. I thought that'd be a fun, a fun way to kind of get this show back on topic, which was just to talk about all the weird shit we do. I think the fun part is you trying to pronounce these words. I, I, that's why you're here, is to correct me. Well, you go first, and All then right. I'll take my best crack at it. It will be funnier that way. Um, so I, I, I listed, uh, I found like what? These are probably like, I don't know, half a dozen or so um, phobias that are really bizarre. Obviously, arachnophobia, fear of spiders is a very common one. I suffer from it. A lot of people do. But these are a bit more uh, obscure. They're a bit more out there, a bit more bizarre. So the first one is arachibotyrophobia. 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 How'd it do? <laughs> the fact that it's taking you this Arachib- long. Arachibotyrophobia. Butyrophobia. Butyrophobia. At any rate. I want to say arachibotyrophobia. Buty- oh, okay. Emphasis on the tie. Okay. I'm not too far off. It's the fear of peanut butter. Not just peanut butter, but the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Hmm. And I, I have to think that with all of these super irrational fears, there's something that happened in childhood or when they were younger that has led to this. I, I don't know if like this is, I, I have a hard time believing that this is just something that you were born with. Some psychological thing that developed. It was an event, multiple events. It, 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 it could be uh, innate. Because, you know, fear is hardwired into us and sometimes it just misfires and mistargets. But I got to mm. say, um, I like peanut butter sticking to the roof of my mouth. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like like its own plate. Like you have a, an additional yeah. plate in your mouth or you have a plate in your mouth where like peanut butter can just live and hang out. And you can just like kind of like just like, you know, just graze. It's like a, it's like a peanut butter uh, it's nice. lollipop. Just yeah. mounted on the roof of your mouth. Exactly. It's even better if you're like you're like you don't have any clean dishes. Right. He's <laughs> like, well, dude, I got one. I got one right here. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. No, I. I think I, it's a feature. I don't think it's a downside. Unless you have this phobia, I agree. Yeah. I. I don't know. I'm sure some. I think. I do think some people find the sensation of peanut butter sticking to the roof of their mouth to be unpleasant. I could see that. Um, that's different than a fear though. 
it's different, but it's it's probably Discomfort. worth mentioning in the context of this. Yeah. Um, but that is a very, very specific fear. Very specific. So, and... so I wonder how fears get named. Like, okay, because let's yeah. let's say let's say you discover a new um species of animal. Like you're you're the one who discovers it and classifies it. Yeah. Um, a, you, typically you get a say in how it's named. Right. So right. let's say I discovered uh, a new uh, species of, of, you know, cat, cat. And I would, and I could, I was, I, I'm like, well, I'm going to call it, uh, feel Balsacus. Right. Yeah. Yep. The scientific community would be, uh, they'd have to listen. They they would, they would it. probably they would probably push back on that. Do you think is that how it works? Is it like a democracy or like even if you discovered it, they're like, no, nah, dude, you're you're trolling too hard. I mean, if usually there's some, I think there's some professionalism, but there there have been some very some very good species names. Yeah, that came out to be very, you know, like a pun or okay. yeah, or kind of a, a play on words. But the pun or, would probably have to make sense with what they found right like or, you could say you could use that name for the girl because she kind of has balls <laughs> she has a ball sack of fat that just drags right. on the floor yeah I, I feel like your fellow your peers would be like okay we get it that, um, that gets a pass or or you could just name it after yourself like Felis. yeah you know <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah that's very i feel like that's super uh that's douchey that's a douche move yeah to name anything after yourself well Okay, not that that That's silly. to to name it after yourself. I mean, hey, you're you're a scientist. You did all the work. You you found this new species. Like you can take pride in it. You can take a pride lot, in it. A lot of times, though, things new species will get named after people in honor of them or in memory of them or whatever. That's different. That's um, different. That's like that's paying homage. Like paying homage to yourself. Be like, I'm so great. I found this thing. Like it could have been anyone. Anyone could have found it. Well, I mean, it's the also same, a waste of the same kind of personalities you see in Hollywood. Um, are not science all-stars. not something that you find you you can't find in in the world of science. Of course, and I condemn I condemn it in every industry. <laughs> I condemn that behavior and mentality across the board. Agreed. I, I think it's a wasted opportunity for something more fun. So or funny. So anyway, I wonder if because a lot of a lot of uh, you know species animal names are Latin based. Yeah, and. I wonder if the same the same uh, kind of algorithm is used for naming phobias. I mean, th- this one I don't get because it's like Iraq Iraqi already makes me think spider, but it's about peanut butter, so I don't I don't understand anything. This could uh, be a scientist trolling us. You it, know? It's but it's not. It's it's art. It is Iraqi, but it's not Iraqi. It's Iraqi. Right. So Iraqi. Maybe, maybe they just. It's about. Maybe it was an Iraq dude. Could have been an Iraq dude, although it starts with an A. So, at any rate, at any rate, like, okay, I have a question. You yeah. can tell me, you can answer honestly what you think. Is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth, is that equally irrational of a fear as arachnophobia, spiders? I don't know because I've never met anyone who had a fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of their mouth. Yeah. Like if it genuinely causes you to freak out and have anxiety, the same way I freak out with spiders. Then okay, whatever. Like you have no control over that, right? Of course. So so, 
but is it equally are they both equally irrational or is one am i as crazy as the person that has this i wouldn't i wouldn't say either of you are crazy i would okay. say you are both silly just afflicted by a particular a very specific fear yeah um i would say that it's it's outside of like a professional mental health setting i think it's probably hard to take that particular phobia seriously yeah um yeah but i mean that's oh hey look an actual maybe spider or where cricket. oh my god what is that's a spider all right well i'm gonna do the thing you gotta do it i can't do it you know you have a job to do bro it can hear us. it knows what that's we're a big one too. it is huge no are you really trying to kill it with a cable you did it. How'd you do that? God, it's just it's it, it's it's your fearlessness. I feel like you're you're way more effect you're way more effective in battle when you have no fear, uh, which is why like I can't kill spiders for shit because I'm <laughs> I'm like dancing around them. I'm like I'm panting, hyperventilating, dodging. I cannot believe a, a giant spider. And that you saw it from across the room. It's a big room. You saw it from across the room. I mean, it is huge. But as we're talking about arachnophobia. The fact that, like, okay, I'm freaked out. I think I think your level of arachnophobia should level up. No, because they know they know when you're talking about them. They can hear me. <laughs> They're listening. <laughs> that is that's even more terrifying. That is even more terrifying. All right, we we have to move on from this. I don't want to talk about spiders anymore. Okay, fair enough. The next one is xanthophobia, fear of the color yellow. Yeah, good pronunciation. Now, okay, I approve of that. Here, here, okay, xanthophobia, right? It's um, fear of the color yellow. Like, like school buses might freak you out, because especially because mm-hmm. it's like it's large. Yeah. Honest question: If you have xanthophobia and you're fr- and because of your xanthophobia, you're afraid of Asian people. That's, does that make you? Um, are you okay. racist or Here's are you just xanthophobic? Asian, Asian people are not, in fact, yellow, like yellow yellow well <laughs> we all perceive color differently though i guess what if but, someone who's xanthophobic sees similarities in okay maybe it's not even asian people but I it's would, just if somebody some skin who's tones. afraid of the color yellow yeah is afraid of asian people i'm gonna chalk it up to their their mind associating asians with the color yellow and and ap- transitively applying that fear to people who are Asian. What if there's a fear of the color white and they're afraid of super pale people? Move to Africa. <laughs> That's a great answer. Just get the fuck out of here, dude. What are you doing in America? Don't ever go to a goth show. God. You just yeah. die of you shit yourself. Fear of the color yellow is wild, though. Of a, of a, of a color, like, it's got to be. It's got to be debilitating. Uh, super. It's got to be super rare. I don't know. I mean, all, I'm sure all of these are, but that. But they still they exist enough for them to like name it, right? Yeah. Globophobia, fear balloons. Okay, I knew a guy. Mm-hmm. I knew a guy with this. I didn't know it was called globophobia, but he um, was one of my ex's friends' brother-in-laws or whatever. He 
tremendous fear, t- terrified, debilitating fear of balloons. I remember going to a birthday party once, yeah. and and uh, I was like, "Where's you know his name?" I was like, "Where's where's where's the guy?" And he's like, "Oh, he like you know he knew that we were bringing birthday balloons and stuff, so he's in the other room until the the balloons are gone." And like, this is like a grown man, our age, roughly our age, mm-hmm. cool guy, yeah, and perfectly normal to talk to him otherwise. Perfectly, you have no idea, okay. but the sight of a balloon, even from far away, he was like, "No, no, no, no." He like he'd have to leave the, leave the room, and then I would like talk to either. I think it was like one of his relatives about it. like why is he do you know and it's like the fear of like them popping it's like the anticipation oh. the stress the anxiety of like it could pop at any moment that pop that bang that loud sound is so stressful to him he and, had and, has to in their mind himself. it's like it's like a landmine ra- waiting to go off yeah 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 and it's like for anyone for I most think, people it's just like okay it's, it's loud i, I think i've experienced a tinge of that when i'm blowing up a balloon Okay, that's a little different. And I'm and I'm like trying to go like in your face. Yeah, and I'm and I'm trying to blow it up like to maximum Max. capacity. I think that's normal though, to be like it's you get a little bit of the yips. Yeah, so it's just that amplified, a, mil, a ten like tenfold. Yeah, just it like just ever present. If there's a balloon in the vicinity, you're you're like on, uh, on edge, waiting for the waiting for the shoe to drop. Or right, or, right. Or the balloon to pop. <laughs> Um, it, I, I guess it's, it's also kind of just like balloons are so just on their own, like standalone. They're so like quiet they're, and there's like, they're almost so peaceful cause they're floating. They're kind of just chilling. So maybe it's also that, 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 that contrast of, of a, the of calm a, before the storm, the absolute just silence, serene floating serene, presence that could yeah, explode right. any second. It was almost like the, that, that Reddit story. Yeah. Right. The, uh, <laughs> the horror of blimps. Blimps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of those, dude. I mean, that that's the only thing that could make that story more horrifying is if the balloon if the blimp popped and made a loud noise. Yeah. <laughs> that would have that would have startled probably, the shit out of you in the middle yeah. of the night. That would be insane. Oh. All right. Omphalophobia. Omphalophobia. Omphalophobia, how'd I do? I'll give that a B plus. Omphalophobia? B plus? What would you say? Omphalophobia? Omphalo? Okay, okay I'll, I'll give you an A. Because <laughs> you know you, you have nothing better. That's got to be how it's look, pronounced. Look, I got to try to nag you sometimes. All right, I feel that. I feel that. But make it, but make it you know, it's got to be real. It's got to be genuine. Fear, right. fear of belly buttons. Hmm. Um, you know, you could, get, you could just get plastic surgery and get your belly button removed. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can get anything that, removed. That happens with that happens with uh, tummy tucks. Ah, uh, they're just like I don't need it, or they okay. just oh, they or have to remove that's it. just you're taking loose skin and tightening it up and everything. Yeah, right. I think there's I think I've seen a few uh, things. You know the do they still make those um, super cheap pulp magazines at at uh, the checkout? You know at a grocery store. Like the celebrity gossip rags, like like People magazine. Not People. Like I'm talking. I'm talking like really cheap paper and like like know. the ones that had um like a TV guide made like where it's just literal no, newspaper. Book. Um, there was this one reoccurring. Why can't I remember it? Uh, Never paid him much mind, but I, they they used to be like. 
Mar- uh, Marilyn Manson seen hanging out with Vampire Boy. Or, okay. Or adopts by Just or like total like gossip gibberish like yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. They still have like U.S. Weekly and like that kind of bullshit. Yeah, those are those are probably the same standard. And that's pretty point. cheap paper, from what I recall. Well, fear of belly buttons. I don't know how. You, I mean, that's that's a you just stay away from the beach, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that would be that would be tough if you were like in bed with someone. Like if you were like hooking up with someone and they take their shirt off, you're like, oh, can you cover? They're like my boobs. I'm like, no, no, no. The, the your belly button. Just put a pasty on there. Just put some peanut butter in there. <laughs> it's another plate, dude. That's a bowl right there. No, dude. No, you. I mean, let me lick it out of there. You just uh, be right. Slap slap some uh, masking tape on it and get get to business. Or like the the paste for filling holes, like nail holes in the wall, like drywall. No, it's you just it's, patch it up. It's not it's not a fear of a, a hole. Of a it's hole. a fear of that anatomical thing. Whether it's whether it's full of putty or not, it's still a belly button. So even underneath, but if you can't see it, doesn't that mask some of that's the fear? Ma- that's why I said put some masking tape over. Put some it. Mat, like a little yeah painter's tape or masking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, filling it with peanut butter would also, if it was, if you like, also used a, 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 a okay a squeegee. What went all what the way over. is filling it with peanut butter going to accomplish? Well, I mean, what if it's like, what if it's like, I, I've never met anyone with this. Wait, fear. wait, I just had an idea for a murder mystery. Oh, somebody's allergic to peanut butter. Yeah, they get seduced by somebody who has peanut butter in their belly button Ooh. and then and then you know they have they have uh you know a, a wrap over it and then once they get down to business they they, they just peel it off yeah surreptitiously remove that and then all of a sudden Ooh. their lover is exposed to peanut butter so what if the lover is not only allergic to peanut butter but also has a belly button fetish and the other the, the killer is like i'll let you I'll let you lick the inside of my peanut butter, uh, the, the inside of my belly button, <laughs> and then they like they like dress their they and dress they're their... like oh don't worry it's almond butter but it's just a thin layer butter. of almond butter with peanut butter yeah underneath. right or they just like lie completely like it's jizz just it's just it's you just can't gooey. say your it's your belly gooey. button is pre filled with jizz I just I just come shat into my belly button <laughs> it was an alley oop it was a slam dunk you're gonna okay. get some if you can convince somebody that. Something the consistency of nut butter, which I'm realizing the the irony of that word <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, is is semen is semen. Then, uh, but no, but you I said think, I think there's probably easier ways to off them. As the the killer would be smart enough to, like you said, cover it at first. So it's almost like a little strip tease. It's like a little belly button strip tease. No, so, it's like a it's like a hidden murder weapon. Right, but it's got to be masked with like some masking tape or something, or like, so, or, like a belly button lingerie or something. No, so, you can just you could just right put a dive in. You could just put a a little dark flesh colored plug over the top of it. Yeah, and then put a transparent window dressing over it. Window uh, dressing? Oh, you know the you know that I think I've given you one before. It's it's like this this really soft conforming sticky. Uh, clear dressing you put over wounds yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah there you go because that way it's not super visible right right i mean i think you could definitely fool someone especially if you're doing the deed in the dark you know oh yeah oh yeah they'd have no idea dude that guy'd be dead as a doornail two seconds flat that's of course, pretty good there's pretty easier good ways there's easier ways to <laughs> to kill someone <laughs> using a peanut allergy but... i don't know though that's a pretty good way because it's so like 
But yeah, especially especially if they're allergic enough that just just being around it is enough to trigger an right. a, a, a anaphylactic shock. You wouldn't shock. even have to go. You just to go that and length. shower and clean your belly button now after you know real good, and then right. be like, right, that's the murder weapon down the drain. Or just put a bunch of crushed peanuts in like a gel blaster gun and just like shoot them. <laughs> They'd be done. I'm sorry for all the people who have peanut allergies who are being. Uh, uh, having having murder plots, just imagining different ways thrown for around. Them to die. We're just cre- we're just inventing really creative ways for them to die. I'm just like, why am I listening to this? Yeah, don't don't exploit somebody's allergies to hurt them. That's no, the takeaway here. That's mean. It it is it is uh, entertaining to uh, to brainstorm stupid shit like that. But uh, respect people's allergies. Yes, take them seriously. Be sensitive. Come on, come on, guys. Geliophobia, fear of laughter. Damn, dude. That person would suck at parties. They would just, like, be freaking out. Geliophobia. Come on, it's not geliophobia. It's a G. Geliophobia. There's, I want to say geliophobia. Gelio? You think it's gelio? That's that's my guess. But I, I think I think yours is, is pretty solid. I think geliophobia. Fear of laughter, though. God. Just going to a comedy special would just... Ruin your night. That's, but that's that's terrible because, I mean, laughter is laughter is best medicine, incredibly dude. good for you. It's such a yeah. Like you have to be you're a tortured soul. Hopefully it's it's fear of other people's laughter and not your own because Ooh. if you're if you're af- afraid of laughter to the point where you are adversely affected by laughing yourself, right? That's pretty sad. So that means like all those like try not to laugh challenges are basically like the same as a try not to be scared challenge. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for that somebody. person. Yeah. That would suck to, this is very selfish to me, but it would suck to have a friend with that. <laughs> like you're hanging out in a group. I don't think you would have friends like that. You probably couldn't. You couldn't, you couldn't do it. Because then they would like go in a group and you're like, all right, we can't be funny. We can't say anything funny. We can't, like they'll, like Johnny will freak out. Yeah. Johnny if, will lose his shit. Because you're not you're not Talk gonna go sports. to you're not gonna go to a book club with them. No, that would be that would be more of a safe space for them. What could you do? You could go to a horror movie. You go see a scary movie with them. Like nothing about that was funny. Go surfing. Go surfing? No, because then like, what if you like laugh when they fall? There's some funny surfing moments. There's some funny surfing mm-hmm. videos out there. Good like sports um, fails. Go base jumping. Uh, geniophobia is. Fear of chins. <laughs> Geniophobia, is that right? I would say geniophobia. Geniophobia, okay. But G-E-N-I-O. it's it's a coin toss yeah. on whether either uh, of us are exactly correct or whether it's completely different. Okay. Uh, fear of chins. Uh, Another well, body I got part. That, I, I, here, okay. If you have this phobia, does a beard fix that for you like can you look upon my face mm. and not feel uh uncomfortable or fear because my my chin is obscured well we proposed we proposed the person scared of belly buttons just like we put masking tape on the belly button we acted like that would fix it is it fear of chins in general conceptually or is it fear of seeing chins hmm yeah are you uh afraid on contact afraid afraid of just the sight or just afraid of everybody because everybody has a chin. 
this is this is one I don't understand. Like I, I understand fear of laughter. I understand fear of balloons. I even kind of understand fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. I don't understand this one. It would make sense more if it was like What's about the chin? Fear of Jay Leno's chin. I think we're all afraid of Jay Leno's chin. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do in a room with that. I wouldn't know, dude. I'd be like, do I make contact or do I look away? Like eye contact? I, I it'd make me nervous. Yeah, it's such a power, it's, it's, it's a an, powerful chin. It's a Chad chin. It's, it's a, a Chad imposing. chin, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really a. I'm projecting. I'm just afraid of my like. I'm insecure <laughs> with my own self. <laughs> to see Jay Leno's chin, I'd fear that chin. Just just looking in the mirror. I think fear of chins. Yeah, maybe someone got beat by a chin. You know, someone as a kid, their dad had a Jay Leno chin, and just like maybe just like wow, just whacked their, him. Their dad just just wrecked his fist on their iron chin. Yeah, right. And then and then they were sad because they hurt their dad's fist. <laughs> could be it. They're like, that this is be all because of my damn chin. Yeah, right. Or maybe maybe it was someone like yeah, like their fa- father figure, someone that they an adult growing up that was uh, abusive. Maybe they had a prominent chin. Maybe like the chin was almost like a, a like a fist, in a way. Like they wielded their chin around the house. I don't know. Are how, what? If it was a cleft chin, had like two chins. You how legitimate? How legitimate are these? Where did you source these phobias? This is some article on Google. Okay. Well. Okay. I I did fact check it with other random articles on Google. Okay. <laughs> Um, and they all like there was there was some overlap there was some overlap I, I saw most of these pop up at least twice in across different articles that, that doesn't that doesn't mean anything doesn't legitimize them but okay doesn't legitimize them but you know we're not we're we're not we're not trying to get a scientific paper you know published or anything uh, it's just a shitty podcast um, and it's fun to talk about fear of chins don't understand it if you guys it if any no of you sense. guys are out there. And you have weird phobias. We actually will be talking about some of their phobias after this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got got some of them. I guess then, yeah. If you if you have one of these phobias, yes, please let us know. Let us know. We want to talk to you about it. We want to we want to hear about it. I want to learn more about your fear of Jay Leno. (laughs) Octophobia, fear of the number eight. Um, Eight's my lucky number. I could never fear eight. Eight's been good to me. Okay, so fearing a specific number. It depends. It depends. Like, okay, to qualify as a phobia, it, it has to be uh, any exposure to this thing that triggers your phobia is going to cause yeah great uh, discomfort and anxiety and fear, right? Right. So I wonder how much overlap that there is with like cultural aversions to particular numbers like like uh i believe uh in chinese culture for like death or something yeah 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 like the it's considered a very unlucky number right i don't know if that would extend to fear unless you're like you go through your day like i had a a week one time where the same song kept following me like like every time i turned on the radio i kept hearing the same song was it a popular song semi-popular okay uh it was everybody wants to rule the world uh um and and it was weird so if i went through a week and i was and i was like culturally predisposed to be afraid of the number four yeah or just you know 
think it's a, it's a scary negative thing. Yeah. And I spent an entire week, and it's, it was like four kept following me around. Like every time I turn around, there's something, something four. Right. That would probably freak me out, maybe to the point of like yeah. legit feeling phobic. That's true. But that's like that's like made up in your mind, right? Because it's like you're going you're gonna to see whatever you, you want to see. Because every number is around you all the time. But the, the one, the, what, whichever one you're scared of is the one you're going to, is, is the one that's going to stand out to you the yeah, most. Yeah, but I'm talking, okay, Monday, you go and, and order, order uh, McDonald's and your order is number four. Okay. Oh, and you're saying then, if it really is, like, yeah. very that, like, coincidental. Yeah, like like the week that I had this song following me around. Yeah. It, seemed, it felt like. Yeah, if you were terrified of that number, yeah, that would freak you out for sure. Yeah. Because suddenly it's, like, it's validating your fear. So like octo- following me. octophobia is a fear of the number eight. That's very specific. I wonder how somebody with octophobia would do with an octopus. Hmm. That's a good question. Because is it I wonder if the, the fact that it has eight, eight tentacles right uh play into that or, or is it just the seeing like the number eight because i think the article that i was reading said that it could have something to do with the fact that sideways eight is an infinity sign mm-hmm. and that could maybe distress some people like the thought of infinity but well if you can't think about infinity without experiencing distress then <laughs> that's not a human I think we all have octophobia <laughs> we just i just learned we, everyone has octophobia um but that could be an extreme version of it um yeah, it's a good question. Like, if uh, there's eight chicken nuggets, like an eight-piece chicken nugget, like, does that freak you out? Like, could, could you add one more or take out, take away one? You had nugget? me at eight-piece chicken nugget. Yeah, we're getting some nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> Fire that up, dude. No way, I'd be scared of that. Uh, all right, last one is, oh, I, this is this one I don't know. Calaginophobia. Calaginophobia. Cal. I'm going to say caligynophobia. Caligynophobia. All right. It's a G-Y-N. Okay. All right. Uh, Fear of beautiful women. Uh, Well, if you have I had that that in high school. (laughs) I definitely had that in high school for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And college. Uh, If you have that disorder and you are a homosexual man, then... Checks out. That's probably the base, best case scenario. Otherwise, yeah. no harm, no foul. Mm, yeah, that's. Wait, so if you have a fear of beautiful women, does that mean your standards are low? Here's yeah, that's the question because your your genetic you like you're 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 programmed to want attractive women. So if you sure. have an aver- if you have a irrational fear of attractive women, yeah. I'm guessing that that doesn't mean that you don't still want them. Mm. You're just terrified of them. Ooh, yeah. So it does. So so most likely you end up settling for more, you know, le- less conventionally attractive women okay. who don't trigger that fear in you. Interesting. But that doesn't mean that you don't aren't attracted to them. Right. That's great. Yeah, it's that's interesting. This is like the one fear on here that's like you're simultaneously attracted to and fear this thing. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's almost like you're hardwired to to want that, typically. But yeah. then, if there's you know, there's some aversion to it, then I mean that would suck if you were like dating a guy, and then you find out he's like, oh yeah, I'm a I have gynophobia. Like, what's that? It's a fear of beautiful women. You'd be like, shit. 
<laughs> that would suck. Dude. I mean, I don't think it would get to that point. But you if don't it think did, so? I mean, eh. if you had that, if it was that, if it was a prominent thing in your life, I don't. If you, you had, were dating if someone, you long had that enough, phobia. It would come out. If you had that phobia, I don't think you would be dating an extremely attractive woman in the first place. I no, think that's your phobia I'm, would prevent it. That's what I'm saying. It's like if you're the chick that this person is dating, oh, and he tells you, "I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of beautiful women," oh. then you're like, "Damn it!" <laughs> you're like, "Shit." Can you look up what the name is for phobia of snakes? Ophidiophobia. Yeah, I was just looking at a map today of. Are you afraid of snakes? Um. Okay, so so I was talking about fear of snakes today because I was looking at a map of what's the most common dream around the world. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the United States, it's your teeth falling out. Okay. And in a lot of Europe, like, like modern Western world, European countries, same thing. But you go to South America, most common dream is... Snakes, snakes, uh, lice, babies, and pregnancy, and then snakes and snakes. <laughs> it's just a lot of snakes. But then you go to Australia, it's teeth falling out. Yeah. You go to... It's uh, more of a Western Yeah, and then, and then there's... It's really interesting because, like, you know, most common dream in uh, whatever country is uh, a death in the family or yeah. uh, money. For where here, like in no United States, teeth falling out. Where where is it for money and uh, death in the family? Uh, you said that it was like a an Eastern Eastern country. Let's see here. I, I get why why snakes though for those countries. Like I was yeah. in Thailand. I went to Thailand, and there was like we were on a tour, just this little village, and then we just hear like we were eating this nice meal at the top of someone's house and then we just hear like yelling like screaming we look out we look down there's just a snake like there's just a dude beating a snake he's like pushing the snake out of his house and then just like beating it with a broom and then like everyone around in the village is like just like gathering around like oh it's a snake and then it, it was a cab driver it was actually our cab driver who's just beating the shit out of a snake and then uh i was like does this happen often around here I'm like oh yeah there's there's snakes all the everywhere Okay, so they don't have like closed homes. They're not airtight like these ones are. Uh, Snakes just get in. Interesting ones here. We got okay. I mess. I messed it up. It was uh, just the dead. Uh, that's Pakistan. The dead. Yep. That's what they dream about. Uh, ex relationships for Japan, <laughs> falling into water for South Korea. Uh, the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, Malaysia, Taiwan, snakes. snakes. Whoa. Uh, Cambodia, yeah. crocodile. on there. That makes sense. It checks out. Uh, bu- crocodile for Cambodia. Interesting, interesting change. Uh, Bhutan, rainbow. Bhutan? Uh-huh. Is rainbow? Yeah. And then head to... That's a nice... That's a, I want to move to Bhutan. Uh, They're dreaming about rainbows. We're dreaming about fucking our teeth falling out and snakes killing us. Yeah. Good uh, and crocodiles. Then you got, you got uh, let's head down to Africa. You got elephants. Pregnancy, Morocco. Okay, I wouldn't guess that. Baby, Tunisia. Blood, Cape Verde. 
Just blood. Just blood. Uh, that's what it says here. Uh, Molly, again, the dead. Uh, Niger, death. Nigeria, sex. Nice. Uh, and then... Bhutan and Nigeria. S- just just went to the top of my bucket list. Senegal, Burkina Faso, Cote d'Ivory, uh, snake, snake, snake. Uh, s- the Congo, snake. Damn. Wait. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, Tanzania, pregnancy, Rwanda, wedding. Ethiopia, shoes. What? <laughs> that's funny. Just, just shoes. The, which is the that's Ethiopia is the last country I would have thought. Well, or maybe it's like you know because they like, maybe it's like because it's a poor country, and they don't have like as many material things. Uh, I think if, like, what if, kind of shoes? A lot of a Are lot of Louis these. Vuittons? A lot of these, except for your teeth falling out and death and cutting hair, uh, seem to be things that like your subconscious is is really focused on. Yeah. Um, Do they not wear a lot of shoes in Ethiopia? I, could, usually... I couldn't say. Maybe they're like barefoot a lot of the time. That could make sense. Botswana, eating. Eating. I like that too. That's fun. That's uh, a good dream. And South Africa, just money. Uh, snakes kind of make sense too. It's like not only are snakes around, you know, they just like, they, they find, they slither their way into your house. But it's also like there's a religious context. Yeah. With snakes. That I think there can be, you know, that has kind of permeated a lot of parts of the world. See South Africa or uh, South America on the left there. Oh no, not spiders, Argentina. Oh, maybe I shouldn't go to Ecuador later this year or next year. I might start dreaming of spiders. I never dream of spiders. Knock on wood. Baby, baby, lice, baby. It's so varied. Mice. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I feel like uh, so many of these things are, you know, start of life or end of life type things. Yeah. And then it's once you once you get to the really developed, you know, uh, countries like United States, a lot of Europe, right. Australia, New Zealand, teeth falling out. Yeah, it's more of a cosmetic thing. I think. It's like, yeah, oh, we're so comfortable. Like we have shoes. We don't have snakes. We don't have a problem with wildlife. We have plenty of healthy babies. You know, mm-hmm. we can like, you know, uh, people live fine just here, just fine here. But God forbid my like front tooth is like crooked. Or your teeth are just party. like straight up falling out. Just falling out. Because I think, I think that's a, I think when you have dreams of your teeth falling out, isn't it like a sign of like you're insecure? So it's yeah, like there's, there's a lot of. There's a lot of makes competing theories out there, but they tend to kind of congregate in the area of uh, self-image, like self-image or like loss of control in your life, sure. stuff like that. Yeah. Which, to be fair, that's a lot of people in the United States don't have a lot of control of their life. Yeah. It's very much determined by politics, you know, politics and, and big business. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever had a dream that you were driving, but you were in the back seat of your car? No. I'm I, always, I'm I always ha- hands on the wheel. Ten and two. I've always, good, I, I talked to like three other people today who are like, you've had that dream too? You're driving, but in the back seat. Like you're driving, and then all of a sudden you realize 
like you're in the back, you're in the back seat of the car and somehow you're driving and it's like this is totally wrong and scary. I don't think I've ever had that. Yeah, well, I wouldn't recommend it. So then who's in the front? No one. But then, like, once you realize that, do you, like, lose control of the vehicle? Or are you still like, oh, no, I'm, it's cool. No, it's just like, oh, this is wrong. This is bad. <laughs> You're like, this can't end well. Yeah. This is going to be bad. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It's completely. Which is also lost control, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I feel like most dreams I've ever had, I'm just, like, out of control, dude. I, I have... never, very rarely, it's happened. I've, had, I've even had like a few lucid dreams where I was totally in control. I've had, but ninety nine percent, I'm just like, oh, I wish I could do something about this. Yeah, <laughs> I wish, I wish this wasn't happening to me. Your subconscious is not going to put you in charge. No, dude. Most of the time, <laughs> it's just going to sabotage myself. Um, all right, that's a a nice way to just terrify our audience, and um, you know, there there's some new fears that you guys maybe uh didn't know you had, or maybe you should try them out. You know, try being scared of random. Rational things. I'm afraid of hot dogs. Uh, don't be afraid of hot dogs. Hot dogs are delicious. <laughs> I, have um, to, I have to be. Okay. Um, cheese tuber said. Uh, oh no, not cheese tuber. Oh, San. San said, uh, reaching into stuff that he can't see. Reaching, reaching into stuff I can't see. Drinking out of an opaque bottle without looking down into it first. Endless water, in like any direction, but even worse. All right, we'll get to the the next one. That's interesting, though. Okay, let's let's start off with the first. Start with the first. Reaching into stuff you can't see. Um, yeah, I can, I can, I can relate to that a little bit. Like if you're if you're reaching behind something, like trying to grab something that fell behind a piece of furniture or something. Yeah. Um, there could be there could be you know something back there. Right. But if you're if you're like in a if doing if you're doing urban exploration. And there's like some interesting little nook where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, the the builders left a, a gap there. Mm. Anyone try to reach, you know, like reach in there? What? Well, I wouldn't reach in there. I would, I would yeah. put my phone up in there with my flashlight and be like, okay, that's what he said. He said that too. Because uh. I I inquired about it further. I was like, expand, go on. He's like, yeah, I'm uneasy about it to the point where my mobility shifts a bit. But most of the time, it's fine to push through. Other times, I have to like shine my phone's light down into it and check that there's no spider or any other horrific shit in there. And if I don't, my imagination just runs fucking wild. So I almost feel like something's grabbing me. Something's gonna grab me or like run across my hand. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's it's that. a little bit of the the fear of something under your bed, but like applied to anywhere where you can't. It's like a dark corner and you can't see in yeah. where you're reaching in. Okay. I, I kind of relate to this, and this just crossed my mind now. Like if I'm sleeping on my bed, mm-hmm. I can't hang my hand, my arm, or my foot over the edge of the bed mm. i feel like something's gonna grab me yeah it's that's, dumb that's it's, it's really dumb i feel like a i think that's something that uh, it, it's just it's very common in childhood and sometimes it just never goes away yeah till this day i can't do it which means obviously at some point i need to prank you by hiding under your bed and grabbing your shit <laughs> jo- jokes on you motherfucker i don't have an underbed <laughs> it goes straight it's solid to the floor dude and that was by design ah. i bought that bed frame specifically for that does it have storage under underneath nope it's just uh, wood it's just I've, solid wood i've seen some cool ones where like you can lift 
you lift the mattress up and then underneath is like storage space. Yeah, that's a back door, dude. That's a back door. <laughs> I'm just trying, to, just trying to find a way to Sam Fisher my way yeah, in I there. could see that. <laughs> Two steps ahead, motherfucker. Oh, uh, uh, dude. So, yeah. So, that's that's the first part of his. The other one was... Uh, is Interesting. Oh, he's... Oh, this one's interesting. He's completely... He said, oh, and I'm completely fucking unable to go do any errands in public if I haven't taken a shit yet that day. Stresses me out beyond control. Uh, is that is that because they can't shit in public? Um, he said, I, if I have to shit when out, I'm generally fine because I've had this problem for 10 to 12 years, so I know public toilets around my daily errands extremely well. And once I know there's a restroom nearby, I'm calm. I won't need and won't need it. If there isn't one or I don't know of any, I'm like an inch from panic the whole errand and really can't focus on anything. Mm-hmm. I know some people refuse to shit elsewhere, or out of their home or whatever. That's a luxury my life cannot afford to even want. I don't so he has it. he has kind of that phobia, but he overcomes it. Mm-hmm. He he copes. Yeah, it's been over a decade plus. He's learned how to cope. Okay, but I mean, I I hate shitting. I don't have a phobia. You just you just, just don't uncomfortable like shitting. shitting. Yeah, anywhere but home base. It's just icky for me. It's just icky. Even even if you have like a sanitizing spray that you spray on everything first. Yeah, yeah, because then you still have to, well, if it's a sanitizing spray, it's wet, and then you got to dry it. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you're sitting on wet shit. So it's like even just like cleaning. But, but if you spray a toilet seat with sanitizing spray, yeah, and then you sit on it and it's wet, then it's also si- simultaneously sanitizing your ass cheeks. Yeah, but okay, just the wetness, wet ass? <laughs> Dude, wet ass on a public toilet seat? Hell no. Okay, Never. Okay. I know it's like it's irrational because it's like that's actually sanitary. It's cleaning your ass, but it's the wetness. It's the wet feeling. Okay, I, I, bothers, I can, I can get that. Me. It bothers me a lot. Um, Did we cover the the dr- drinking out of a container that you can't see into? No, not really. Was or did, that that was one. We of didn't them. get there yet. We didn't get there. It depends. If it's if it's something that I'm in charge of, like. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Like if it's a Stanley Cup or something mm-hmm. that I, it's mine. I own it. I fill yeah. it up. Like I don't need to like look in there before. Like every sip, every like it doesn't bother me at all. I'm I'm wondering though, from what he said, is is it something like if it's a beer that somebody else opened? Hmm. And and yeah, like and, a waiter serves him an open beer. Yeah. And, and like it's a can, right? You can't really see in there, right? Or is it more like reusable water bottles and stuff? That's like, a good question. Like that because at that point, it's like anytime he'd always be like, "Oh, can I get a glass with it?" You'd have to pour it out. Yeah, you, you couldn't just go. And the sni- the sniff test doesn't work. I wonder for oh to sniff to see if there's anything in there. Yeah. Well, it might not be something that you can sniff. It might be like a bug at the bottom or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. If there's a if there's a wasp. And your water bottle swimming around in the top of the water, it's, you smell it, it's still going to just smell like water. Right. Yeah, exactly. Lenticular. Uh, thank you, Mike, for, for contributing here. He, uh, he's, his is um, cockroaches and certain sel- shellfish, which look like roaches. Long time ago, uh, not in a galaxy far, far away, but you never know. Mm-hmm. My then wife and I were visiting a friend and, sa- and said friend took us to Taco Bell drive through So we got our orders and cruising along and I'm drinking the soda, not knowing what's going on. We get to our friend's house, and I finish my drink and pour the ice into the sink. A live cockroach crawled up out of my drink cup. Needless to say, 
that I've now got a phobia of roaches, and I've never been back to Taco Bell since, and that was in 1998. Hmm. That would that would freak me out. I hate bugs. Uh, I was at a restaurant with my family one time, and a cockroach fell from the ceiling, like oh, like out of a out of a vent, or just maybe straight out of the ceiling, right oh, onto no. somebody's plate. Oh no! Yeah. Oh my god! And they were just like, uh, "Okay, I'm done. I'm uh, yeah. You can replace my food, but I'm taking it to to go." That would have, kill everyone with the table's appetite. I would. I would if if that happened to me. I'd probably take the replacement food and eat it. The replacement food. I don't know. It depends on. Was it already kind of a shady restaurant where you're like, yeah, and maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. It depends on the restaurant. It depends on the restaurant. Sometimes you're like, this if it was a nice steakhouse and it's just like, there's a one-off, one-off thing, like you know, statistically improbable, but things happen. Yeah. Then, I might take a minute to go to the bathroom and check the uh, the health rating on the front of the restaurant. Yeah. And be like, oh, it's an A. All right, yeah. I'll go. I'll, go, I'll, I'll yeah. eat the replacement plate. I mean, I, I heard. I think that I heard this recently on a podcast, uh, if I remember correctly. But they were like, yeah, I used to work in the, the food industry. Just so you know, doesn't matter what restaurant it is. There's roaches. Like it could be a nice ass restaurant. Mm-hmm. There's they may have it under control more than shittier restaurants, but there's roaches almost in every single restaurant. Yeah, I'm like, I, I get that. There's the grease, the you know, the food. And a million, know, a million places for them to to hide out. And... Yeah, I'm like, that's crazy. It's like, okay, it's something that I'll, I'll deal with. Like, I, I'll still go to restaurants and stuff. But um, I remember one time, this isn't food related, but I was in Taiwan at this like little hole in the wall restaurant. Um, it was like a cafe. It was like a tea shop, really. And I had to pee so bad. And there's like, you know, I was like, do you have a bathroom? And they're like, oh, it's upstairs. So I go upstairs, and it's like. You know, you go upstairs and it's like this, uh, their storage area. It's like a storage floor. Okay. Boxes everywhere. Sort of like when you go to the grocery store and you ask to go to the bathroom and they're like. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You go through the the, the doors into the, yeah, employees only area and there's a bathroom there. Yeah. So exactly that. And so, uh, but it's like tiny, small area. And so I go up there and it's like, it looks like a scene from Resident Evil, dude. Like the the lights are flickering. They're not even on all the way. They're flickering. Oh, spooky flickers. Spooky flickers. And it's just me and like the bathroom door. I can see it down the hallway. It's a short hallway, and there's cardboard bo- open cardboard boxes on either side, just flanking both sides that I just gotta walk between. Mm-hmm. And the second I like turn down this hallway, I can see just movement. There's just roaches everywhere. I can see movement like in my peripheral vision, just like things are moving. Uh... And I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm like, I take a breath and I'm about to go like beeline it, and then a roach falls from the ceiling. And it's so big, it hits one of the open flaps of the cardboard box, and you see the cardboard flap <laughs> just do that. It, like, bounced off. You hear the thunk, and, oh. then, and you see the cardboard move. And I was like, I can hold it, dude. <laughs> I didn't go. I just went straight back down. I was like, we're going to the next spot. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I it, think I, I may have, in that situation, I may have uh, made the same decision. I can put up with a lot. Yeah. That may have put, they, they may have stopped me. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to see if I can test myself sometime. Yeah. Uh CCM uh said I hate heights have since I was a kid. Not entirely sure when it started. One of the earliest moments I remember being scared of them was when we were on a family vacation when I was a kid, I don't know, maybe 5 or 6. 
we were in, I think, Mammoth Cave and had to go up these big stairs. At least they seemed big to me at the time. And as far as I know, since then, I hate heights. Plane travel, for the most part, is fine for me. But anything over, like, an eight-foot drop looking down is a big old nope from me. Heights, heights is, is a, a pretty one. common one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, mean, I don't, I'm not afraid of heights unless it's like I, it's more of a fear of like me falling and dying if I'm not secured. If I'm not secured. Yeah. Like bungee jumping, like, I guess there's a little bit of normal so if fear. You, if you walk up to a railing. Yeah. And there's a 2,000 foot drop. Yeah. You know, not, pass that railing. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, I know I'm not going to fall. But over. if you're, if you're climbing some, some sketchy, slippery stairs, and there's just a drop off to one side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for that's, sure. That's that's, that's a whole a different uncomfortable. Thing, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, legit fear, legit fear. Um, I actually fear throwing up. Says Lay JB. Since childhood, I had that the fear of throwing up. Hmm. Damn. I hope that's not because they threw up on the carpet and got beat by their parents for it. No, that'd be my cats. You don't beat them. I should. You barely, You don't even <laughs> barely muster an angry tone with them. Oh, dude, I want to, though, dude. Dude, I, I walked into the house because I went to Mel's on Friday. We came back Saturday. Yeah. Walked in, just a giant shit streak on that new rug. That's, uh, that's the third one. That's the third one since I got that rug. It was like this long, dude. I just like had to get the OxyClean out and just immediately... Upon coming home, I'm like, God. I wonder if I wonder if you uh, I wonder if you got some some. It's terrible. Uh, That's my fear. Fear some giant shit stains on my rug. I wonder if you could prevent that by putting um, just like some some pure uh, capsaicin and mm. dissolving it in. Uh, in like an alcohol and then spritzing it on the carpet. <laughs> uh, that might so, be worse than beating him. So when you, when you drag a, a cat's booty hole on it, it gets uh mega fiery. <laughs> that doesn't that, see that could be funny, but I don't know if it'd prevent the shit. Like by then the damage is already done. It wouldn't, but, but it would deter further. Further. Yeah. But then, they get a first offense and then it's capped after that. Like, yeah, that could be it. Or I could just start spraying like lavender because they hate the smell of lavender. Apparently, oh, that could yeah. be like that. They have the cat deterrence or whatever. I think that's just lavender. I think they're just attracted to fresh rugs. Like oh, it's wow. still got that new rug smell. Well, I mean, imagine if you were an animal and like your ass was itching. I mean, like our asses itch all the time, but we can just use toilet paper. Okay, they make scratching scratching t- posts and stuff for cats. Why don't they make for, ass dragging dude, like that's pads? That's a great idea. I should just have a decoy rug. I should have a just a don't give a fuck decoy rug. Yeah. God, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, and and that's a great idea. And obviously, they prefer the charm and soft rug to the yeah, you know, pu- uh, state park bathroom cheap toilet yeah, paper. Right. Yeah, yeah, the beach rug. toilet, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, get them a nice soft rug to yeah. drag their asses on. I and should then, just get them a little. Uh, Little two by four, shit rug, and then that's smart. Yeah, do we how, how much more Discord phobias do we have? Um, there was just the guy throwing up. Oh wait, we didn't really go into that. We didn't. Fear of throwing up. I, I that makes a lot of sense to me because like 
throwing up is very uncomfortable and and it can be painful for some people yeah i mean even for me sometimes throwing up is very painful you know it's the for me the worst thing about throwing up is when you throw up and it goes through your sinuses in your up your nose as well as out through your mouth oh that that, that's happened to me but it's very rare doesn't it, happen often. Yeah, I, I, that's terrible though. It's it's real bad, especially when it's like chunky. Yeah, you're like, damn, it's like you got some salsa up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <dude>. tummy salsa. <laughs> that's that's oh man, that's bad. Um, it's like a mix of red and green. Yeah, fear of throwing up would be tough. I don't know. I I like when I when I know I'm going to throw up. Like yeah, you get that you get that feeling. I just. I just go and I make it happen. I'm like, if yeah. this is going to happen anyway, let me just get it over with because right. then I'm going to I'm going to feel better. 100%. If hopefully if it's a one-off thing. If I remember one uh, one time I got like a stomach flu as a kid and maybe it's the the difference in time perception between childhood and now, but it felt like a straight up week of me being out of school like throwing up from tr- I don't know, like maybe, Some I bug. don't know, something I ate or what, but like... Food poisoning. I want to say it was probably a virus just because it lasted so long. I don't yeah. know, but I, it felt like a week before I could keep down anything other than like chamomile tea or, or something super, super... That's crazy. S- simple liquid. Just throwing up the whole time? The whole week? Yeah, like like just... Like I couldn't, I couldn't get anything, any solid food. I just could drink liquids, and even then it was touchy. And I Good had God. just like a horrible stomach ache the whole time. Is that the sickest? It could have been. been. It could have been three, two or three days, but to me, it felt like a week. Have you ever been sicker than that? Stomach wise, no. Yeah. Not. Not anything close. Not at least, at least in terms of like how long it lasted. I got norovirus once. Oh yeah, that's a fun one. You got it before? Yep. I've I've had. I've had like multiple members of my family have it at the same time. Oh no. And oh no. That's that's the sickest I think I've ever been. COVID was a cakewalk in the park <laughs> compared to norovirus. Norovirus is brutal because there comes a time when you know that it's coming from both ends and you have to make a decision. Yeah, dude. You're a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> in and out dude both sides are occupied and you have to you have to decide which end, which end goes where yeah and how yeah I, I was lucky because at the time i was living with my grandparents and their toilet the toilet i would use was right next to a bathtub oh so that was Gucci. okay yeah it was nice it was very nice you're I'm, describing that as nice <laughs> com- compared to what it would have been yes yes i agree nice yeah. is the word yeah it was uh, the only it was the only moment of relief. I have a fear of norovirus. Honestly, after that, I mean, it was almost traumatic how bad it was. I'm probably exaggerating, but it was the sickest I've ever been by a long shot. I can't even think of anything close to it. Yeah. Um in that like a viral infection and I I almost went to the ER, but the only thing stopping me was that I I could not even move. I was almost par- like I like getting out of bed, lifting a finger, was just it was it, were, it was an impossible task. Were you able to keep liquids down? Um, for a part of it, I was throwing up a lot. But for a part of it, I was eventually able to get liquids down. I mean, it was body aches beyond measure. I was mm. just like almost convulsing, and just so like freezing cold 
but also sweating at the same time. So crazy fever. It was like 102, 103. That almost sounds like food poisoning. It was definitely norovirus. Because I remember uh, I got it at Coachella. Oh. And that, it was that year where like all the news articles came out, like that norovirus had just taken over. <laughs> Swept through. Because the porta-potties were not maintained mm. the way they should have been. Like they were well beyond any kind of like standardization or like protocol that mm. they should have been maintained. And I remember the next year I went to Coachella, I brought my own personal tent. It was like mm-hmm. a standing tent. It was a shower tent. Yeah. It was like just a, for an individual. And I brought a bucket <laughs> and a bunch of trash bags. And I had my own, I just, I had my own makeshift toilet and shower. I didn't touch a single porta potty the whole weekend. And everyone laughed at me. They're like, what is, what do you do? What is that? What's the bucket for, dude? By the end of it, everyone was shitting my fucking tent. <laughs> everyone. Aaron, fucking, their girlfriends. Can I use your tent? I was like, fuck, dude. Yeah. I know I'm a genius. That's what happens when you make your own personal shit tent. Dude, everyone wants to shit in your tent, dude. Because <laughs> porta potties are not a fun place to go. They, like, I have a portaphobia, dude. Mm. Portaphobia, 100%. Uh, just just slip in real quick and use the urinal can you handle that um the urinal's all right but a number two a number two is Mm. brutal a number two is brutal in a porta potty i won't even if i have to shit in a porta potty i will if i absolutely have to there's no other choice i'll hover i won't even touch okay but but isn't the whole thing like i won't sit down well actually my quads are fucking burning by the end of it i don't remember i want to say if norovirus is airborne, then you're just fucked either way. It is. Okay, yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, so my ex, uh, Heather, she got it first. Okay. She gave it to me at Coachella. So we actually had to leave a day early. But here's the thing. Because she got it at Coachella in the middle of the weekend, she was able to go to the med tent, and they they stuck her with an IV and just gave her the, med, the, the Z-pack or whatever. Yeah. And she was, like, cured within 24 hours. I got sick the moment we got home. <laughs> so you had you had no you had no support. No support because I remember waking and it's definitely airborne. Like and because uh, I was looking it up and like yeah I woke up Sunday morning in the tent at Coachella mm-hmm. and there was like there's puke on a pile of my clothes. I was like what happened? And she's like oh I, I must she like she blacked out but she's like that must have been me like I was feeling sick probably I've been feeling nauseous. She'd thrown up. I had got it in the tent. I like caught it from mm. the from the puke. Yep, and uh, she was just right as rain by the time we left, and I just got, got <laughs> we're we're like literally like pulling up on the drive. I'm like, I feel weird, and then within six hours, I was bedridden, wanting to die, at, throwing at up, least you shitting. weren't at least you weren't feeling that way in a tent. Yeah, yeah, but she, I mean, but she had like the fact that she got the Z like she had all the medical. She resources, had already bounced back, and it was like everything was free you know it's like they didn't charge you at coachella because people are ODing on <laughs> all kinds of shit so it's so like they're just like better better give them an iv just in case we don't yeah. want to see them die like she, and she was she was so fucked up they had to put her on a they they had a little med uh golf cart pick her up and oh, she wow. was like just on, on a stretcher in the back they just like toted her to the med tent and i was like what the fuck is going on with her because she had never been that sick ever yeah, and then I then I got it right after, but fluids, I didn't have fluids are important, man. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts, dude. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. It's brutal. 
but we have plenty more to talk about in the next episode. Yeah, um, we just got on onto a lot of tangents. They were fun, but they were fun. <laughs> it was a it was a windy road. Uh, but yeah, the whole other segment that we're going to talk about next week, I guess we'll save it for next week, is uh, people who have married inanimate objects or people in relationships with inanimate objects uh, who consider themselves objectum sexual, which is actually a term that is used to describe these folk. Uh, there's there's some very fascinating examples that we'll get into on uh, episode 38. But uh, for now, thank you very much for watching this episode of Super Special. Make sure you follow the Discord. Join the Discord. Um, it's where we can pull a lot of uh, really fascinating stories from you guys and uh, keep in touch there. Um, and uh, make sure to like us and rate us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. It helps us a lot. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. And don't forget to be nice to yourself. Be nice to yourself. Adios, guys. Later. Bye.